the next big lie, the, the next big popular well-known lie was the maligning of this common, ordinary, cheap, safe medication called hydroxychloroquine. Those of you who've traveled abroad, who've taken mission trips, for example, or anybody in the military are quite familiar with this drug. Doctors would just give it out, you know, like candy. I know that I was going to take a holiday to Africa about 20 years ago, and I was a medical student at the time, and they just handed me the pills. Here you go. I never asked any questions. It was a big, fat, nothing burger, <laughs> taking hydroxychloroquine. All of a sudden, we started hearing as doctors, even as doctors, that hydroxychloroquine was unsafe. You can't understand what's going on with the lies until you understand what an enormous lie this is. Hydroxychloroquine is over-the-counter in much of the world. Okay? It's taken in many African nations. They call it Sunday Sunday medicine because you take it every Sunday. right? That's like its name, Sunday Sunday. People keep it in their pocket the way Americans might keep a Tylenol in their purse. It's, it's, it's absolutely ordinary stuff. It was over-the-counter really in any country which had malaria or any country that had citizens that would visit malaria countries on holiday, it was over-the-counter. For example, it was over-the-counter in France. The only reason it wasn't over-the-counter in America is there just wasn't a consumer demand. Right? In America, we use hydroxychloroquine for two main reasons. That's lupus and rheumatoid arthritis, and also for malaria for people going on holiday. But generally, it's lupus and rheumatoid arthritis, and for those illnesses, patients regularly see physicians so they can get a prescription for it. That's why it was never over-the-counter here. Not because it was unsafe. It's been FDA-approved for 65 years. We give it to babies. We give it to children. We give it to pregnant women. We give it to nursing mothers. We give it to the elderly, and we give it to the immune-compromised. Those last two categories take this medication for decades. There was never a pretense that it's not safe. That's the drug that you've been hearing about for nine months now, ten months, telling you it's unsafe. It's an incredible lie of incredible proportions. Once you understand that, you will be suspicious of everything that follows. So that's where I found myself. There I was in the emergency department, treating patients as they came in with COVID-19. And once we had the rapid test so I can confirm the diagnosis, my first patient, who I needed to give hydroxychloroquine and zinc to, I did it, and, and even knowing the kind of the controversy, I really didn't think twice about it. It, it. I don't know. It was fine. I gave it to her. I actually called her the next day. She was so much better. She herself got better within about 12 hours. In about 48 hours, she was essentially completely well. This completely matched what I had read in the scientific literature. I knew many doctors who had done this. I'd read many journal articles. And it, was it, was, it was completely consistent. What was really shocking and completely inconsistent was my medical director who calls me the next day and threatens to fire me for doing this, this treatment. It was, it was I, I can't even tell you, to the, even as I describe this moment to you, it's shocking to me. I remember the case, the situation, the conversation, and he's saying he's going to fire me. And I said, why would you fire me over this? Well, I don't think it works. I said, well, then don't prescribe it. <laughs> you know, you haven't read the science the way I have. I know it works. You'll change your mind in a couple of months when you, know, you get a little wiser. But why would you get involved with, with you know, me treating a patient? You do your thing, I do my thing. That's how medicine is practiced. We are licensed as individuals. It's actually against the law to have what's called a corporate practice of medicine where you know, corporation practices for you. It has to be the individual doctor's physician. That's why patients go to multiple doctors, right? No. And, and really, the, almost the worst part of the conversation was not even that he was ignorant that the drug worked, but his reasons for saying that he was going to fire me if I did this. And the reason, which he put in writing because he wasn't so smart, <laughs> he said it was because the, the, the biggest payer at that hospital, which is a large insurance company that everyone here has heard of, that's back on the West Coast mainly, didn't want us to prescribe it. They were blocking it. 
So that payer, insurance company, was pressuring the hospital that their doctor shouldn't do it. It had nothing to do with even if he thought it was good or bad for the patient. It all had to do with money and payment, which was, I honestly, I, I still can't believe I'm relating this story. It was really unbelievable. So he said, I could never do that again. I said, well, good luck with that. So, <laughs> so it kept happening. It happened about four or five times. And I kind of knew that my days at that particular hospital were, really were going to be numbered, right? I mean, how long is this going to last? So I started looking online for other physicians like myself. I knew I couldn't be the only one. And I found the most amazing group of doctors, really just brilliant, intelligent, compassionate, kind. And, and you know, we got together and we called ourselves the America's Frontline Doctors. And what I felt needed to happen was we needed to break this disinformation cycle to which the Americans were all being subjected to and people across the world as well. So I set up to do something called the White Coat Summit, which was an entire day of education. We brought doctors, and we brought social media influencers, uh, young people know them as YouTubers. So we brought a whole bunch of YouTubers and a whole bunch of doctors, we brought to Washington, we did seven hours of education, and we laid out all the facts, all the facts, you know, very dispassionate, here's the facts on hydroxychloroquine, here's the facts on lockdowns, here's the facts on masks, here's the facts on you know, schools and kids' transmission, here's the facts for the elderly, here's the facts on um, you know, other treatments other than hydroxychloroquine, and we did that. In the middle of that day, we took a break and we walked over to the Supreme Court and that was the video that got 20 million views. It gets 20 million views not because I can sing like Beyonce, but <laughs> because human beings recognize truth. We have something inside of us, right? right? I really emphasize that point because you can't get to 20 million views. Nobody plans such a thing. It's only if people say, oh my gosh, you've got to listen to this. You've got to listen to this. You recognize the truth. You recognize the truth. So I guess after a while, big tech you know, caught up with the fact that this was like breaking the internet. And so within an hour, all of the, all of the platforms censored us simultaneously. So it's, it's essentially a monopoly. So we're talking YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, all of us, all went down immediately. The president had retweeted us. The president's son had retweeted us. And from that mo moment on, everything really kind of changed. I did get fired from both of my hospitals. It is a scary experience to get fired, especially when you've worked as long as I have to be a board-certified emergency physician. That's what I do. You know, I'm a mom, I have kids. You know, it's not a comfortable feeling to be fired. You don't know what the future holds. On the other side of this, which is now several months, it's really been a blessing, right? Because we doctors have been able to come forward and speak freely and help other doctors who've been put in this situation. There are several of my peers, several doctors in the America's Frontline Doctors Group that have faced tremendous personal pushback. There's a fellow right now in Oregon who refused to force the mask, right? So he won't wear it and he won't force his, ma his staff to wear it. If you want to wear it, you could wear it. Um, but the state of, he was public about it. So the state of Oregon actually yanked his medical license. And when, I, when he first told me this, I thought, I thought, you know, this, this can't be possible because you may not know, but I'm, well, I, mean, I guess you know I'm also an attorney and it, made, it was impossible to conceive of an event like that happening without due process. I mean, the whole thing about law, if anybody's been involved in the law at all, it's all about process. You've got to go through the process. You can't just pull someone's license. You have to have hearings and phone calls and papers filed and all that. And I, I really just thought, oh, he missed his deadlines, you know? There's no, but it was true. They actually just summarily pulled his license. It's unbelievable. So we're going to help him win. We've already filed a lawsuit and all that. So, but, but what I'm saying is it comes with some degree of personal cost. But if you ask him, he'll tell you that he's so much happier that he did this. Yeah. Right? He said this. He just he 
felt that he couldn't bow to the tyranny. So I just want to encourage anybody in their own personal life, when you face that little tyranny on a daily basis, you, you know, this is Florida, but you know, I hail from California, and you can't go anywhere without a mask, except I do. I go without a mask as much as I possibly can. And you have to take moments like that and push up against tyranny. And it's not just for you, right? It strengthens your sense of freedom for yourself and it makes you stronger. It's also to role model that strength for other people. So if you feel, yeah? And, and I say that because a lot of us who are very good-hearted people, we don't really have the strength sometimes to fight on our own behalf. Well, then tell yourself you're doing it for the other person who needs to see you without the mask so they can feel empowered. 